Um, Jay, how's this time been for you? I still don't like him. <laughs> I know. Um, I've, I've got better. My sleeping habits have gone to pot. But I'm just like not watching the news. I look at, I'm very specific about what I, if I look at anything on social media. I'm just trying to be a bit more proactive. Started decorating the bathroom. Speaking to my friends about what I can do about decorating and kind of upscaling my house and things like that. But um, mm. yeah, to be fair, I just feel like we're just in the sentence now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah i feel that way too like i think it is what it is now initially i was like all excited uh not excited sorry let me rephrase that not excited but i was looking at it slightly differently in the sense that okay i've got this time on my hands now what what can i do to develop myself and stuff and so initially like i was doing a lot of well, trying to do some home projects, doing a bit of gardening, some cooking, um, reading, that sort of thing. But now I just I don't feel like doing any of those things. And yeah, it just you feels feel like you need to in do prison. stuff because, you know, I, yeah. mean, I feel like I'm just going to work, which is in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to the living room and I'm just going around in circles. But I was speaking to my cousin the other day, my BFF, and she was saying that just don't overthink it. You just have to be, it is what it is, and you just have mm-hmm. to be conscious type of thing. Stay in contact with your friends and family. Check in on people, even if you think that they may be strong to cope with this. But that's Yeah, that's a good point. Make sure that we're just looking out for our friends and our family and loved ones and things like that. And yeah, that's you, you do what you can, really. I mean, I don't think anybody should put any extra expectations on people to achieve certain things i know there was a meme going around the other day about you know if you don't if you come out of this period without having learned anything new then you 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 last something like that so that puts like a lot of pressure on people and i don't think that that should be the case i think we just need to write it out and like you said um be supportive wherever we can so yeah, yeah. I, I don't even want to talk about it that much to be no, honest. No, that's that's that. Let's put a full stop and draw a line. From the so, line. guess what, people? I'm guessing. Imagine this is episode ten. I said I wouldn't get excited, but I said no, <laughs> Loki, I'm, I love And you. we've taken our tenth episode to actually have a guest on the podcast. And so last last in our last episode, we had a discussion around uh, the advice that we would give to our younger selves or to younger younger black women, younger black girls. And we thought it would be fitting to have a young black girl um, in our podcast um, episode. Jay's just doing a little dance in the background while Tindai says this. <laughs> <laughs> excited. <laughs> so I'll let her introduce herself in a second, but we have Miss Romella. <laughs> Hi everybody. Romella is Jay's daughter, so she's already part of the Exennial family. But you know they always say it's good to start at home. Yes, honey. So we're happy to have you. Welcome, welcome to the episode. Thank you. Um, do you want to want to tell our viewers a little, our, our viewers, 
we're not our we're, listeners not yet not, not yet, yet. We'll maybe yet maybe <laughs> but our listeners would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself yes i will so hi i'm ramella nicholas as said, i'm jay um i go i currently go college well not really anymore but i go college at Warsaw College I'm doing a fashion extended diploma and I would like to have a future in the fashion industry I'm 17 years of age and I'm just a normal teenager really I like sleeping eating (laughs) yeah okay so just a disclaimer I have not prepped Mela as I call her in terms of what she needs to say, how she needs to conduct herself. So we want this to be just free-flowing. Some yeah. of the questions that she may ask about No questions. I might no be like, oh my gosh, I can't answer that on the podcast. But um, if that's how I feel about answering the question, if I'm not comfortable, I will just say, y'all should know that I'm quite honest by now. But yeah, <laughs> we thought, as um, Tindai said, because we're actually speaking about passing the baton, this is part two of that podcast, that, um, you know, let's have a young person that actually this advice should be you know paramount too so we're just going to kind of go through and get her feedback as well on in terms of where she thinks this advice sits with her or are we getting it right are we going far left have we gone mm-hmm. far right does it does it is it actually apparent and also um mela does have some questions for us which i have not been privy to so it's all going to be a surprise yeah, yeah that should be exciting all right. all right so let's let's get started um so mela First of all, you know, we were talking about where we, um, you know, giving advice to our younger selves. So flashing back to like 20 years or over 20 years ago um, and thinking about the things that we would have felt to be really important at that time and things that could have helped us along the way. So I want to ask you, um, what, where do you see yourself in the next? 20 or so years um I would say I see myself abroad working I really am interested in going to America preferably like Atlanta Georgia I want to set up for myself I want to probably live by myself in a nice apartment own a couple of apartments as well I want to get into real estate as well um wow yeah well, I want to make a name for myself in the fashion industry. So when I'm ready, I can start my own brand and it's not going to be a surprise. Okay. Why Why Atlanta specifically? Is that like where the fashion hub is or do you have any like people that you look up to there? Um. Yeah, a lot of people um who I, I admire, they've gone there with nothing and they've just made a name for themselves. So I feel like it's a good, a good environment with a lot of opportunities to build yourself up in. Okay, so you it's quite clear then that you know you've got a you know a goal that you aspire towards, um, and so do you think that there's anything at the moment that's hindering you from achieving that dream or that goal? And if that is the case, what do you think? What advice do you seek where where that's concerned? Um, I would say that the only hindrance is that I may at home I don't really have everything I need to be able to do what I would like especially to do with the space but besides that I work with what I got and I try and make the best of it and my mom and my family is very supportive of what I do as well Mm. so would you say that it's been like this uh, the 
well, to an, a, a greater extent, the, the support that you've had from the women around you? How, how do you think they've um, enabled you to have such confidence when it comes to your dreams, fulfilling those dreams or those goals? Well, ever since I've shown an interest in fashion, which was from a very young age, I've always been encouraged to do it and I've never really been hindered. Like if when my mum had the opportunity, she would take me to sewing lessons, she would get me people who know about the industry because my mum's not in the fashion industry. So she would find me people who know what they're on about and Mm -hmm. kind of make a link between them so I could learn from them. Okay. And, And so do you have you found like a long so that sounds jay she's bigging you up here <laughs> oh well i try i try <laughs> I, I i bet you if i was there i could well i can see you actually they can't see you, but i can see your your head swelling with pride no do you know what i think that i've always been a very big believer in you know i think i don't know if we've mentioned this already you have to remind me but we were talking about skills and talents and things like that I'm very big believer on if you see a child, be it your child or a member of your family or even, you know, we're both educators and somebody's naturally like drawn to something and they're kind of skilled at it. I think we should try definitely to nurture those natural talents rather than when I was when Romella was really young, people would say, oh, make her be a dentist, make her be a doctor. And I'm like, well, that's not where her interest is. I want to grow her passion at whatever she's naturally good at. And as she said, the age that she actually came out and said, oh, I'm going to be a fashion, fashion designer. She was three years old. She mm. wrapped herself with some, ran, I don't know why I had the material in the house, but um, sewing's always been in the family, but she just picked up this material, wrapped it around her in this almost regal way and says, mommy, I'm going to be a fashion designer. And, you know, this is a dress. And I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. It looked like something you could wear outside. And I was like, wow, this child's just picked up this material. And from then I thought, you know what, I'm going to um, just endorse it and support her. So I ha- as she said, I have tried my best to, you know, it's been financial sometimes and I've had to wait to like save up for a sewing machine or she's had sewing machines as she's gone up. So I've had to like, okay, buy the little John Lewis one. And then as she's gone up and she's got older, buy the different equipment. I just try it like what yeah. I can I do if she's got a skill or a talent that I can see I just try to nurture it there's other things that I've tried to get her to do that haven't ran because they haven't been natural to her but this is very natural to her Mm. and I think um you you know what you said about I mean Mela at, at a very early age you you had it in your mind that this is what you needed to do and then you've had that support along the way I think a lot of people particularly young women they, you know, we do have our goals and our dreams at a very early age. And then um, for whatever reason, it gets put down because parents or those in authority or those in the support support network don't necessarily see it as something that should be supported. They Sometimes they see it as lesser than, you know, sometimes um, the arts are considered to be, well, particularly in certain communities, I would say, um you know they people don't necessarily validate them as much as say your lawyer your doctor and stuff like that um so mela the question i have for you is that have you found that this is one of the and this is an issue that other young people face so i would say that you're quite fortunate in the sense that you've had um your your mom's been quite supportive in that area um would you say that 
you found that that's a general trend amongst your friends and things or is it very different? Um, I would say in different households it is very different for example I know a lot of my friends they want to do a variety of stuff I've got some friends who want to become um, influencers I've got other friends who want to become footballers and basketballers but for parents if it's something so generic or something where they're not used to they don't really see a direct income coming from it for example mm. when my friend says that she wants to be an influencer her parents turned around and said that doesn't make any money so it's very hard for parents to support something if they've never experienced how it can be a source of income for them for the child yeah I hear that I hear that so okay another question for you keep you keep the ball rolling um where do you think um do you think we always get it right so as adults um trying to impart knowledge onto younger people where do you see us going wrong in your view be honest um i would say some parts you can get right because at the end of the day there's nothing new under the sun so certain things are not going to change but however as a teenager it might be a different way to deal with the situation there's like, for example, boyfriends. My mom's always like, "You're not allowed a boyfriend until this age, until you're 30." <laughs> I think that I think we all had that. <laughs> How yeah, go on. If we're gonna be realistic, boys are always gonna be around in society, so we're just supposed to pretend like we can't see and pretend like we're not attracted to them. So I feel like <laughs> I had to look at her because this is not <laughs> how I am. But yeah, I'll let you finish. <laughs> Jay, oh. please let let her speak as a guest. Remember, she's a guest. <laughs> kick your ass out. Anyway. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like the brains need to be loosened, where you can are able to have a social group of friends which has boys and girls, and not really matter. But do, mom, do you not have a social group? Um, okay. I'm okay at this, but my mom's slightly crazy. <laughs> <laughs> girl you're putting your mom's business out there (laughs) go ahead girl go ahead and sometimes I feel like with me I'm a very um secure person so I feel like that if I'm become friends with someone I'm not going to introduce this person to my mom or let my mom know about this person until I feel like the friendship solidified so I'm not going to introduce my mom to my mom to everyone who comes into my life if the words were worthy enough then they will but sometimes if I'm getting to know someone I don't introduce them and then my mom will come along speak about who's this person Ramella who's this person and I don't want to say but it's not because I'm hiding necessarily it's just because I don't feel like me and that person's friendship is at a level for me to introduce it mm-hmm. I hear that Jay do you want to come in there I see you no, shaking I can respect no. it I can respect it I think that I've, I have tried to give um, Mela a social standing whereby um, I definitely agree that this whole, um, you know, don't look at boys, don't look at boys, don't look at boys. And then you get to 30 and all your aunties and your mama asking you where a husband is. Well, you told me yes. not to yeah. be a boy. So I have tried to ensure that Mela has a balanced social, social a sp- balanced socialization where she has male friends and she has female friends. She has older friends. She has younger friends. Because I think it's, as Mela said, it's just silly to be like, okay, don't be around um, males. However, I am overprotective and I do want to know who she's talking to. I do want to know where she's going. And I'm very, Mela, Mela would probably describe it as nosy and inner. 
but I see it as my responsibility to know who she's kind of associating with. But I will take that on board whereby if she feels like, you know, this person's not really going to be that in her life or it's not that important, then maybe it's not someone that I need to be um, bothering about. But then when I see, yeah. I see the conversations being regular, you know, every day at eight o'clock or whatever this person's calling or... Then you, you get know, a bit concerned. It's not even a concern. It's just my, like, who is the person and, you know what is going on here type of thing but I guess I have to be more secure in our relationship to know that if it's a thing like that Ramella will come and say to me mommy this is this person we're just friends or whatever whatever and I think I don't want to be kind of old school oh my gosh excuse me <laughs> Fine. I don't want to be kind of old school and take it that everybody you know like when we were growing up old they're just trying to get into your knickers there are some boys that are just friends with her and they've been friends with her yeah for a very long time now since like year seven and things like that and whether it grows into something else or not is another story but on the back of all of that I think I would and I've said this to Mela I would prefer her to grow with somebody and know them rather than just you know go out there into the world at 25 and meet some any random Joe I think it's better that it's yeah. someone I would feel more confident with someone that she's kind of grown up around met via school or youth club or pathfinder yeah or like that it doesn't always work out like that but it might doesn't heart, that's what I would like to happen I think it boils down to the again the kind of relationship that you've established um you know and because if you if you if you don't have that relationship from the beginning, then you can't really expect the person to communicate those ideas with you. Like it's just not yeah. gonna happen. And then the expectations, the, the diff, I mean, you have your expectations perhaps as a parent, and then the teenager has her her own expectations, and then you're not communicating either of those. And then that's where the the breakdown in the relationship happens. And then that's why mistakes happen. And then it's like, mom, why didn't you tell me this is what will happen if this happens? Yeah. But then, you know, it's just it just boils down to an overall um, breakdown in communication. I agree with that. But at the end of the day, if any teenagers like me, I'm quite headstrong. So my mom could tell me everything I need to do or give me the best advice in the world. But I'm still at the end of the day going to do what, what you I'm want to do. Fun what I want to do and it's up to my mom if she wants to pick up my pieces and be a shoulder I can lean on I hear that I hear that so I guess it's more about laying it out on the table you know and just being okay completely open um but ultimately giving you the power as the the person who's making that decision but giving you or laying out all of those options at the same time um so Having said all of that, the the last kind of not the last question, but one of the key questions that I had for you was, what advice do you currently seek? So whether it's relationships or financial advice or whatever it is, what are some of the things that you your people in your friendship groups, what are some of the things you'd like to hear from, or hear about from women our age? Um, I would say one of the main ones is finance. Because at school, they don't really teach you about finance. They teach you how to get a debit card, a credit card. But they don't tell you how to handle your money, what to do when taxes come, how deep, why are you even getting taxed for, how to, like, just finances in general, really. And I would also say how to be married, how to be a good wife, but how to not be 
but how to manage being a wife and have a have a career as well mm. but not being too overbearing in the fact that you have no time for your husband but that's okay. 100% devoted to him like <laughs> um all right so so finance jay do you have any finance tips um i think i've always tried to like for example when remember was really small you know, you go to the supermarket and, you know, you've got the sweets on the bottom shelf or whatever. Oh, can I have this? Can I have that? So the first thing I used to try to do, well, I used to do, I don't know if she remembers. If she couldn't read money the number. Oh, sorry. If she I'm going to say money don't grow into trees. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If she couldn't read the number of what, how much that thing cost, she wasn't allowed to have it. So if something said it was 80p and she bought something to me off the shelf in the supermarket and says, mommy, can I have this? And I would always say how much it is. And she'd say, I don't know. I'd say, well, go back and find out. If you can't find out how much it is, then you can't have it. So then she very quickly learned how to read numbers and prices to figure out, oh, I need to ask for this. Mommy's going to ask me how much it is. It's 199 or it's this or it's that. That's the first mm-hmm. thing. And then I just started to give her, um, as she got older, you know, you get sent to the shop and you have to work out your change. But initially, what I would do is if she asked me for something and I'd have like a couple of pounds in my purse or whatever, specifically for her, she never knew this. And she probably didn't. She probably, this is the first time she's hearing this. And then if she asked me for something, I'd say, OK, so this is the money what I'm giving you to go and buy that thing. How much change are you expected to get? And if she couldn't work it out, she couldn't have it either. Because if you can't understand money, why are you buying anything? You yeah. don't. It doesn't make any sense. So I, yeah. I didn't just let her think, okay, you just go and buy things. It doesn't matter. Your change don't matter. You don't, you're don't. you not accountable for how much you're spending. So that's how it started. And then as she's got older, um, my fiancé always says to Mella all the time, what does he say about the change in the money? You don't remember? No. Spend your change and keep your paper. Yeah. Spend your change, save your money. Yeah. So Romella's always like, mum, I need to save, I need to save. She's getting better at it. <laughs> but Romella's very much like the money will burn a hole in her pocket and obviously with the day of internet shopping and student discounts and whatever it's like oh you know let me just buy this dress there's 20 mm-hmm. and da, da, da. so I'm trying to teach her at the moment about saving she has a um one of the housing ISAs she has a bank account she has a debit card nice um, and stuff like that so and also because she wants to have her own business she's kind of started a little thing at the moment which i'll let her talk to you about herself i'm trying to yes, talk I to have her. one of those questions coming yeah. up always investing back into yourself so mela said already the um, listeners heard she wants to get into fashion now as a mother i've bought her a sewing machine i buy her patterns i buy her scissors she's got pins she's had things handed down from my mom who's also into sewing but some of the stuff i've had to go out and buy or sometimes you know, for Christmas or at birthdays, those are the things I will buy to enhance those, you know, that resource bank that she can have to do what she needs to do. But I've also said to her, when you get money, when you get birthday money or Christmas money, or and, you know, you, you see your nan or, not your nan or, you know, the elderly from the church or whatever, um, you know, godparents and stuff, that will give her a little £20 or a £10. I always say to her, try to save half. Don't always spend everything. Mm-hmm. Try to save half. Yeah. And, invest it back into yourself so is there, is there is a a particular pattern or cutting device or whatever it is glue gone or whatever it is to do with your craft you need to go and kind of buy those things yeah I've tried to say at the moment we've bought I've been we bought that book rich dad poor dad so I'm trying to now just encourage her literature and her understanding of money and yeah. how it actually works and I've just told her like 
at the moment, being the age that she is, when she first starts working, she's not actually going to get taxed. So I'm kind of drilling, trying to drill into her head now. Now is the time to do your saving for your future. Don't wait till you get in a big salary or, you know, you get a business loan or whatever it is to then say, oh, all of us, I'm going to save. Yeah. Save needs to be saving and building that generational wealth needs to be kind of embedded now rather yeah. than later. You know, you don't want to get to 25 and all of a sudden start yeah. saving. A hundred percent. I would say that that's my that would be my main um, piece of advice. I think when I remember being your age, Romella, um, I didn't really think about finances as as much or as I didn't take it as seriously. So any little money that I would come across, um, you know, you I'd spend it, I'd just spend it, um, rather than actually putting it aside and developing that discipline of saving. It actually doesn't matter how much you make. So even though you're not necessarily working, but you do get, you know, that that little gift or whatever from your your um, your family members and things. Put as as your mom said. Uh, and as Jay said, you know, it's important to put a portion of that away and you can decide how much that is, whether it's half, whether that's at least 10 percent. But it's really important that you develop that discipline so that when you um, you are in your career and you're making that you're getting a steady salary, then you've already disciplined yourself to put, you know, however much of, of the, the funds away. So you have that there ready to go and you have that um in the case of any emergencies or anything you uh, and as as jay was saying earlier you have the funds there to continue to invest in yourself um that for me is one of the fundamental things when it comes to to finances just ensuring that you are one that you are you're saving, but you're not just saving for saving's sake, but you're saving to invest and to make your money grow. So, you know, obviously banking, the in interest rates are are pretty low. So it's not like you, you, c you can make a lot by just saving in the bank. So you have to think about, you know, different, uh, ways that you can invest your money whether it's you investing in yourself so just buying the different things that you need to fund your your goals or your dreams and things like that or whether it is you're making your money work for you in other ways and that's where the financial literacy comes in so yes uh you know people like to read novels whatever it is but this is something that I wish I had done a lot earlier. So you develop that literacy at a young age. And so you have that culture within you going into your adulthood. And then you pass that on to your children as well. And that's how generational wealth um, is born. It, it comes from one one parent taking responsibility and passing that down onto their um, their children and then the last thing that I wanted to say was to try and come self become self-sufficient so you're already doing that and I'll we'll talk about that in a in a minute but you know you look for ways to enhance develop your talent whatever that is and we're all talented every single person has their own talent their own ability something that they're really really good at use that as early as you can to get to make some money 
So whether it is, you, you know, you're good at sewing and things like that, start your own business. Um, I remember when I was teaching in St. Vincent, uh, there was a specific student who she every, cause she, she used to bake, she was really industrial and she would just, you know, bring in her like little treats and things to sell every lunchtime and she started doing that when she was about what 14 15 and now she has her own business and i think it's going pretty well um so i think the earlier you start and you develop that mindset that everybody has a skill that they can develop i think um that can that can be a way of becoming self-sufficient and can i just try to that well so some of the advice that um I would say so focus on focus on school and do something that you enjoy and that will make you money so that definitely chimes into what you've just said yeah Not how early you start in fact I think the earlier the better because then the you earlier the better you go through well, your tell you, you have to wait yeah so. you don't have to wait for anything mm-hmm. so definitely say like Mela said you need to learn about finances and save your money learn train yourself to save and understand what Jennifer what understand what generational wealth is go ahead and educate yourself on it if you're not sure go and find out I think the children of this generation as we've said before you young ladies have every information at your fingertips you don't have to go to no library even if you don't have your own phone you can go to an internet cafe or you know you can go you can even use the tv to search out different programs and things like that um i would also yeah. say that is in terms of business sometimes even though it would seem that it's not you would still see the whole you know regime of our businesses for men and women shouldn't do this and women shouldn't do that if you are business minded go for it Mm-hmm. I think for me, I always second guess myself. I'm, I have, I'm not bragging, but I have some fantastic ideas. And then sometimes, like we were saying before, years later, I see that idea come to fruition. Someone else, yeah. has, someone else. I might not know how to go about it, but I think that for me, if I was to go back in time, I'd say to myself, if you have a good idea, go and seek about how you can make that idea. Yeah, work. yeah. I agree with that. So That's so, so important. Whatever, find out, and I think nowadays there are. Um, you know business coaches and things like that um i personally know a very um a very amazing business coach i hopefully to get her on the show um at some point but yeah there are people like that that can help you write your business plan help you how to get funding be a business loan or a lottery loan or whatever it is you know if you try and it doesn't work out as we said last time you know maybe you need to let it go but i would say if you're business minded and you have ideas try there's nothing wrong with giving it a go yeah no one should tell you as a girl you know as Mella was saying you know you can be married you can you know as you get older you can have children but if you're business minded don't suppress it for anybody there's nothing wrong yeah. with business minded 100 percent. so coming to your the second part of your um question Mella you talked about how to be a good wife how to be a good housewife <laughs> well you clean and you cook and um you make sure everything's perfect for husband not <laughs> i think um i this is my personal viewer eh? um the the whole notion of the good wife i think is is sorry about that i'm trying to shift to get comfortable um is 
somewhat is somewhat um founded or grounded in a lot of patriarchal views so the idea that the woman is supposed to be perfect um or not necessarily perfect but you know the the woman is supposed to be the good one and serve her husband um which i don't necessarily subscribe to but i think I, um coming to the whole idea of being a good partner on both sides so you know your husband being a good partner and you being a good partner to your husband um has to do with um finding somebody who appreciates you for who you are and understands what your goals are and what things that you want to achieve um are and is somebody who's willing to support you in that because what can happen is you if you've yes okay so you're business uh minded and you have a particular goal that you would like to achieve your partner is supposed to support you in that once he knows that this is something that you will ultimately be better for both of you will ultimately will help to enhance you know your the well-being of both of you then he should be supportive um but at the same time i understand that some people feel like how do you get that balance between achieving whatever you want to achieve and then still doing all of the traditional things that a woman or a wife is supposed to do um again i think it's a partnership so it's just creating trying to see where you can balance not sacrificing the things that you want so one understanding that you're finding a partner who understands you and understands your goal and that aligns that should align with you but then also um the rest it needs to be reciprocal so you need to understand what his goals are as well and support him in that and it's about having that balance between the two if that makes sense oh okay i understand i think for relationships i would also add that um when you're young like you know Mela's age group and you are having certain conversations and dealing with people and I'm kind of broadening it to kind of wider relationships not just that of being a wife and a husband um something we were talking about before is not ignoring red flags so if you're around somebody no matter who it is and I'm sure even though you probably don't realize you're seeing these now Mela you will start to see that some things may trigger you some things may you may be looking like you know what's that about I don't quite understand it or they may just be wrong like they may have treated you a certain way or talked to you a certain way or you've observed them doing something that you that doesn't quite sit right with you never ignore it and the second thing I would say well another thing I would say is don't ignore your gut feeling you feel that way for a reason okay so we're Christian um Christian foundation yeah your conscious and your gut is that holy spirit plucking you and saying look at that look at that pay attention to that Mm -hmm. oftentimes you know our instinct our gut feelings we will ignore and try to say oh no it's not that in the great words of maya angelo when someone shows you who they are believe them the The first time time. Mm -hmm. yeah so when someone does something or acts out and they then oh no it wasn't that and you see a second time and you see a third time that is how they are that is who they are so in terms of um 
you know that male to female relationship and growing into be you know being engaged and having a family and all of that don't ignore what the person's showing you don't just believe you know the idea of being with someone and the concept yeah. of being someone yeah you, it's in front of you don't make it up in your head and sometimes as women and young girls i've been there and done it we over romanticize yeah and it's not really that the person has not said how much they like you the person has not said that they want to spend their life with you the person has not even mentioned marriage or engagement and you're there picking out your wedding ring in your head and choosing your wedding (laughs) this and that so you know what I mean be very careful I think for ladies especially don't do it to yourself if those things aren't being talked about and that's where you want to go or you're seeing those red flags you need to leave it alone. Don't go down a road that you've already been told. The Holy Spirit is telling you that's not the road you're supposed to go down. But because you feel like, oh, you know, we've been together for four years and, you know, he really loves me. And da, da, da. Are you telling yourself he really loves you? Is he sure yeah. he really loves you? Or is it just words? Yeah, um, I 100% agree there. I think, you know, as young women, we're sold this idea that, you know, first you you know okay you go to uni go to college you you do whatever you then you get married then you have the kids and stuff like that should happen in that order but don't I would say don't um feel like you have to go down that path everybody's path is can be different so you know don't just do it for the sake of doing it or the the idea of it as you were saying it's it's a lot more than that is it are you genuinely prepared to spend the rest of your life to the um with this person and um or are you just in love with the idea of marriage or in love with the idea of him because it could be the guy you know he's he could hit all of your the the goals and not the goals but your your checklist but then is it just the idea of this ideal man or is it um or are you, is it a genuine connection and a, a genuine uh, relationship? And another thing I would say as well is, um, we, you know, we're going back to the whole idea of being a good partner. I think in order to be a good partner, you have to really, you have to know yourself. You have to love yourself. Yes, yes. yes. You have That's to love yourself and you have to be comfortable with what makes you happy and not expect that the your happiness depends on the other person mm. because if you do that you you you'll find yourself unhappy at some at, you know a lot of the times if that makes sense yeah i think my mom said to me a few years ago now to expect somebody else that's human just like you to be your mm-hmm. happiness to be your joy to be all of these things it's a lot to ask of somebody as a Christian woman, our happiness and our joy comes from our Lord and our Savior. Yeah. And if you've got that peace in your heart, yes, you're going to have problems. Yes, you'll have trials and you'll have tribulations, but no one can't really take it away from you if you're, you know, devoting yourself to, you know, God on a daily basis and always going back to that. Yes, you, you can still get hurt and someone might still ill-treat you, but if you put all your, I wouldn't say eggs in one basket because that's not the right context, I would say all your hopes and dreams and aspirations in this person who's not the creator of all things, who doesn't raise the sun and the moon, that's a lot to put on them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think sometimes we do it to each other. Men can do it to women and women can do it to men. And it's it's a big ask. So if you, you have to be secure with who you are, love yourself, um, 
and understand where your principles lie. So something else that I had, I had written down is having something that you hold that you won't let go, your standards, your morals, your principles, something that's sacred to you, that makes you who you are. Because if every time someone comes along, you're going to let go of this principle and you're going to let go of that principle and that moral standing. Just because. Yeah, just because, you know, they, I don't like those glasses or I don't like the way you wear your hair or can you not be like that? How can you come along and ask me not to be like that? And I've seen situations where men have, they completely want to mould you like your clay. You're not the great Mm -hmm. potter. I don't remember you. Yeah me so we have to really be careful as um as human beings and especially as young females and sometimes can be very pliable and sometimes some of us can be gullible and almost naive that that's not happening to you have know who you are before you start delving into trying to be an us when you don't even know how to be an i yeah a hundred percent right there does that make sense? So, um, any other any other pieces of advice, questions that you have for us? Okay, so here's a question: What is bothering me the most? Oh my gosh! Do okay. you think your GCSEs have benefited you now? Oh. Oh. Um. Yes. I would agree. No, 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 no. Seriously speaking, though, yes, in in two things two ways one um in order to give me access into the things that i want to do i need you needed to do those set of exams to kind of open the gateway so then by having your gcse's you can then apply for certain jobs you can then um you know go on to do go on to college, go on to university, whatever it is. So it gives you more of a a platform to do that or it, it opens away a little bit more. Um, so that's one way. But in terms of in terms of like what I the content and whether it's relevant to what I do now, well because I teach, yes. <laughs> but I think it very much depends on what what you end up doing in life afterwards and what you've actually taken for your GCSEs. Um, I would say that I, I did I did the art, so I did um, English, Langlet, maths, um, I did science, integrated science, history, geography, um, and French and Spanish. And I'm glad I did each one of those. Like I'm really glad I did French and Spanish both languages because it's it's helped me so much even when you go you know I've I've been to France and I was able to just think about the little French that I remembered back then and it did help me um so in terms of my career path I would definitely say that they've made an impact I mean not every single thing that I learned like that I, I it's something I remember now always actually relevant. But in the grand scheme of things, I would say that um, it's it's definitely given me that foundation to go on and do other things. So go on to do my A-levels, go on to university. Um, and I think you, um, I think you, you need that. Or you, well, I suppose it's one way of looking at it, but you need some sort of foundation to then give you the freedom to do whatever it is you want afterwards. I think that's the key, though. GCSEs, so it's general certificates. I think it stands for of school education. 
Mm-hmm. So it's the foundation for then for you to catapult off and go off and do whatever else that you want to do. Yeah. I am, and we've discussed this before on previous podcasts, I am very, I do understand why young people think about, oh, well, what's it going to do for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think certain aspects of, say, like a subject like science, we're all not going to go and be doctors. We're all not going to be a chemist. We're all not going to be a pharmacist, you know, a, a physicist. So mm. I think some GCSEs are not necessary for everybody to take. However, if you take that, like I did double science, what if later on I changed my mind and I says, actually, I want to go and be a dentist. So actually, I want to go. I'm, you know, I'm I'm now 22. I've changed my course. Yeah. I want to now go and do something to do with the sciences. If I didn't have that GCSE, I'd then be at a disadvantage. You still have to go and do it. Yeah. Again. So the aspect of it is to do a general foundation of education that can then lead you onto other paths or you know be business or whatever things you want to then go yeah. on to do because you have to do projects it's reading and writing there's teamwork there's exams there's different learning styles that you pick up that you then develop in a levels or even if you don't do a levels even if you do a vocational course and you yeah. know like for Mella, she's doing vocation she knows exactly what she wants to do but if she couldn't read the tape measure and couldn't read instructions and couldn't read a pattern that she learned to do in english or you know interpret art and things like that she needs all of that to be a fashion designer, even yeah. though at the time it's like, well, why am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes when you're when you've just done it or you're about to do it, it's it's everything that consumes you. It is your life, but trust me, twenty years from now, you you look at it as just like one of those things that you had to do, and then you'll be thankful that. Even though, yes, it might seem like such a headache or it's a lot of the things are irrelevant, you still, you don't know what you're going to meet. You really don't know what you're going to meet along the way. So it's, um, again, it's important to have that, that foundation, I would say. So if that's the case, in secondary school, did you know what career path you wanted to take? And if so, have you stuck to it? No. (laughs) I mean, I, I... I've always loved like drama and arts and theatre and stuff like that. That's my thing. And I knew, I actually knew that that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to do something in the arts. Um, And this is where I feel like had I considered it a little bit more than I would have thought carefully about the, my, my pathway. So I just, I, I knew what I was good at, so I just stuck to that. So I ended up doing, which which is kind of linked to what I like anyway. So I ended up doing literature at A-levels and then still went on to do literature at, at uni and then did a little bit of drama and things as well, or theatre as well, like theatre courses and stuff. And I did my master's in theatre. However, I didn't necessarily think carefully about how I could use, how I could use that degree to to meet my goal. Um, I don't know if many people have that very, they, I think people have a clear idea of what they like and what they're passionate about. So I knew that that's what I was passionate about, but sometimes there's a contrast between that and then going to get a job like just getting an an ordinary job and then what you're going to do for that ordinary job 
um, sometimes they align. So sometimes your passion, if you're like, if you're into science and you know you want to be a doctor, um, and that's a regular job, so that that aligns and that fits in nicely because you know exactly what you need to do to get there. But I think for the arts, it's a lot more fluid. And that's what happened to me. So I ended up teaching. My mom was a teacher. Like I come from a family of uh, educators. So my dad was a lecturer. My mom is a teacher as well. My, my brother taught and lectured. So it just felt like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, which I enjoyed. I fell in love with. Well, I wouldn't say I fell in love with it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit too strong there. Um, but I stuck with it. Um, but I do think if I had thought more strategically about what it is I actually want to do and then how to get there from a, an earlier age, from say your age, um, then I think things could have been a little different. That's me to my next question what's the best advice you can give to help plan a career rather than just having a job I would say uh, so you said plan a career yeah plan a career I'd say stick to what you are one something that you enjoy and two something that you're good at and not necessarily limit yourself. So I think you do a job just to get by, don't you? To get paid or to achieve a particular goal, but a career is more purposeful. And I think a career is more long-term. And if you're doing it long-term, it, ha it has to be something you enjoy or something that you're passionate about or else you, you'll burn out or you will come to a point where you're not as effective as you could be. So I think your your talents, your passion, your your passion, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, aligned with what you're good at, I think is a good starting um, point. And then once you've identified that, I think it's about making sure that you've got those steps in place to hit the goals that you have. So you'll have different milestones. Um, throughout your career and it's making sure that you hit those you put the necessary actions in place to hit those milestones rather than just getting comfortable because it's easy to do that you know I would say to add to that um don't box yourself in based on teachers predictions now for oh, me yeah. Mela has come home before when she was at school saying oh the teacher said this the teacher said that I'm always like no you don't put yourself with what they're saying. You know your passion. No, yeah. Still. You keep going. I would also say, and this is not a negative, even though it may sound as a negative, be prepared sometimes to hear no and for failure. Not all plans go to plan straight away, but don't let the disappointment self-destruct you. I used to be like that as a young person, like I'd be doing something and then something would go wrong and I'd be devastated, almost mortified. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I've had, you've had to learn to hear no and no doesn't mean no, not ever. Now, Mela doesn't have this problem. Ramela will try to convince you that the sky is purple. She's very, very, very good like that. However, obviously speaking to all young people, anyone that's listening to this, you know, disappointment and you know failure teaches you lessons that success can't so it's not a bad idea so I would say plan that into how you're gonna make your steps forward in terms of your career yeah um 
and I would say also definitely have you said just to alliterate on it apply yourself to the things that you find enjoyable whatever they are be they physical activity mental or um, practical so and I think those things are going to keep you grounded and help your mental well-being while you're trying to get to where you're trying to be um, and learn to reflect and decompartmentalize so you know this is happening in this part of your life that's happening in this part of your life it's not all always attached think of things as what they are in their objective surroundings rather mm. than you know over dramatizing things sometimes and I think sometimes mm. that that word even I find it difficult to say to decompartmentalize your life is a very important thing to do and if you can learn it at an early age learn to reflect learn to think about what you're doing learn to think about your skills learn to evaluate it will pay you in the long run as you're moving towards your career so I think it's definitely about a mental state as well as having that active plan of where it is that you want to get to agreed agreed um just don't limit yourself at all and don't be limited jay you said this don't be limited by other people if this is what you want to achieve um and if you have a specific goal for your career path so let's say you know by age 23 you want to achieve this don't let anybody tell you that now nah, you t- you know you can't you that's that's not gonna happen you do what you need to do in order for that to happen and if it doesn't then you try and work on what what you need to do to improve or to enhance your chances the next time around but don't ever limit yourself when it comes to your career path you have another question yes i have one more more. so my my question is as adults do you guys have any side hustles which you make money from because i was reading up and it said that most billionaires have at least seven sources of income so i'm asking do you guys have any other source of income besides teaching okay for me i don't do as much as i used to do so before when remella was younger she'll probably remember me carting around and picking up pcs and laptops so as as if you remember i'm technical so I have in the past um, done my technician work on the side. So I'd fix laptops, increase RAM, unblock passwords, just basic things that people would have issues with. Sometimes set up broadband or unblock, you know, just lots of different things to do with people's personal laptops or PCs. So I used to do that on the side. Um, I also do tuition. I also at the, I do tuition at the moment still obviously with this current quarantine COVID situation I haven't been doing it at the moment and I also do um, marking for examination boards as well on the side Um, I think aside from that this particular um our podcast I wouldn't say is a side hustle but it's something you know that we both have an interest in that we've picked up to do as something separate from our careers that we both enjoy to do so I would say yes the residual income is important and having something else but I think it's more important to just have something away from work something away from home just something that you do for you yeah Yeah. what do you think Tindai? Yeah um, I think my side hustles are pretty much based on my (laughs) my career so it's a bit dull there Um, I'd like to say that I have a secret life as a I don't know I don't know. I <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but I mark for exam boards. 
and I haven't been doing any tuition recently but that's something that I've done before I've also done like part-time lecturing so it's just um pretty much related to teaching however it is something that I am really thinking about because like you said um those who are able to generate wealth quite quickly or not necessarily quickly but a considerable amount of wealth over time have um other sources of income and i think that's one of the one of the main ways that you can um help to generate wealth for yourself so that's something that i'm looking into trying to see get my business mind um in operation and change the mindset really because a lot of people feel like they can't get in they they can't get into business so I've never really had a business but it's something that I aspire to so my husband and I are plotting to do something yeah okay well to answer my own question one of my main side hustles is getting money off my mom (laughs) (laughs) and my second side hustle is that I've started a business called Mela's Mass so tell us a little more about this so quarantine on board there's nothing to do so I decided that I was going to make some masks so when people go out they can have some form of protection for themselves as well as social distancing and washing their hands and it's just adjustable masks that you can wear um I've made a website and everything the Instagram is tell the people where you can find where we can find you um, the Instagram is Mellas Mass or lowercase M E double L A S M A S K S. Mellas Mass. And it's because I've got a sewing machine and I'm also having my business hat on and designing for the times that we're in because there's no point me designing something what is not going to be useful for this unfortunate time that we're in. So, mm-hmm. fantastic that's really good to hear um I think it's you're leading the way when it comes to one just having a very clear goal of you know what you want to achieve and then working towards it and then having you know um being resourceful with the talents that you have and generating income from that so guys you've heard that please please go and check out Mela's masks um I've ordered two I'm hoping to get them soon. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, please go and check them out um, and give Mala some support there. Thank you. And my final, final question is, how important is it to have a support system around you, even as adults? It's 100% important. Crucial. It's crucial. So that brings me on. To friends or foe, because that's what I call it. But you go ahead first. Yes, I would say um, I had something written down here for friendship. So this is a bit of a backtrack, but I think it's really important to say. So in terms of Mela asked earlier about relationships, something slipped my mind that I was going to say is openly date, not necessarily have relationships, but see people, spend time with people with no physical attachments because they're harder to break. So I'm not saying yes. I think we physical attachment physical attachment so don't be, basically that whole phase no no yeah ladies no let's just let's just <laughs> especially for the young girls that's not the best thing to do the reason it's not the best thing to do is because you will get attached to somebody and you don't you, the reason that you've got attached to them is that physical sexual that sexual act that you've done 
But if you just spent time with them and got to know them and then you realise maybe a couple of months down the line that they're not for you, then you're not going to be, the, the, the breaking up of that attachment is not going to be so difficult. So that's what I wanted to say about um, dating and things like that. But in terms of friendships, I would say um, pay attention to who your friends are and who you have around you. Are they building you up or are they pulling you down? So I, I phrased a phrase, um, I coined a phrase, are they paint strippers? Are they stripping away from you or are they enabling you to be the best person that you can be? Um, make friends along the way. And when I say the way, make friends like Mela said where she wants to go, what she wants to do. So I would encourage her to have friends that are enabling her to get there. Make friends along your way, not come off your path to make friends and, you know, go left to do what someone else is doing because you want to be, you know, with their friend, be up their friend. Um, learn to recognize the language of snakes that are against you so sometimes we've all been there as younger people i'm sure we me and tinder have talked about this before you can have friends you know when you're young you know you're 16 17 18 that kind of age and they keep doing little things and having little digs and you keep saying no no da, 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 da. but really mm -hmm. the truth is sister girl they're not for you they're a hater and they're not trying to support you in what you're doing they're only happy when you're you know a background in their front light but if you're up front and center all of a sudden they've got a problem with you and things like that um take care of the people that take care of you and again i would say see what's in front of you and this goes for every relationship in your life see what's actually there don't romanticize even friends like oh no she's not like that she didn't mean it da, 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 da. if she's broke certain codes that you're like mm, ah, don't like it if she said certain things, even, you know, embarrassing you in front of people, you get some girls that when boys are around, kick, 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 they want to embarrass you and make you look stupid and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just see what's going on and be there, you know, be there for who's there for you. And the last thing on top on that topic, I would also say is that um, observe what men and women are saying about each other. So, for example, men normally know how men are and how men operate and women know we know how other women operate. So for me, for Mela, I would say, if you see me conduct myself around a certain type of female that may be a cousin, maybe an auntie, maybe a friend, and you don't see them around me like that, pay attention to it because they're not around me or I don't put myself in their surroundings for a reason. Mm. And when you, you know, when you hear your mum say certain things or your nan or your grandma, like we were saying about having, you know, elders around, listen mm -hmm. to what they're saying because they know from life experiences, they can see things you know 10 steps down the road when you're only seeing the first two because you can't they we don't have that experience to see what they're seeing mm. yeah um i agree with everything you said there uh i would say so to answer your question of a hundred percent as well it's it's absolutely crucial um for adults to have support i think as human beings we are naturally given to we're, we're communal um beings we, we we thrive when we are around people and so on um and i would say that your support group as you become an adult may not be or more than likely won't be the same ones as you had when you were younger and it will change over time and it's just about knowing the ones who are there for you who are genuinely there to support you as opposed to pull you down. And it's the onus is on you really to work out 
to know the difference and to really try and discern it wherever you can because and you know the earlier you do that the better off and don't feel don't feel disheartened when you lose friends because i think friends are there for a reason and sometimes for a season and your true friends your core friends those are the ones that you need to keep um keep close to you over the years and again you might be very close to somebody now and 10 years from now 20 years from now they're nowhere in your life for various reasons Mm. you know but it's just about embracing embracing who is for you in the now and not necessarily thinking that because he or she is your day one that as in you've known them from since you were kids or whatever that that person is is isn't necessarily in your support group so it's just about recognizing um that difference and i would also say you know make sure that your support group is one that sharpens you you know they say iron sharpens iron yeah if your friends or your support group they're not challenging you they're not encouraging you to 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 be do the best. things that are to be the best that you can be really then they're not really supporting you at you know they're just there and I suppose we do have friends like that but I wouldn't necessarily call them your core group of friends, I friends think also, you, can have, you have different types of friends yeah. so you have support your chill out friends as well. that say again I said support comes in many ways. Mm-hmm. So it could be, you know, like you're saying about your business, Mal. Some one of your friends could get one and say, actually, Mala, you know, can I give you some feedback? You know, this, yeah. this, and it may not be all perfect, but at least I've took the time out to be like, you know what? Let me help my girl out. Let me just tell her this is. Yeah, and challenge you to become. Yeah, better. it could be someone that every time you have an idea comes and buys whatever it is that you're making. Mm-hmm. and they might not need it but then that might be their way of supporting it may be someone that doesn't have a lot of financial resources but you know you can phone them at 10 o'clock at night or midnight and they'll always be there to communicate with you and even just to listen and hear you yeah. things. or you could get that friend that's quite blunt and be like actually Melly, you're being an idiot now and I know for me and, you need to, and sometimes you need to hear that yeah I need to hear that sometimes when I'm acting like an idiot I need someone to say Jay listen fix up you've been dumb <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> when you get caught up in your feelings and stuff yeah so, so we all have you know people you have, have, have different characters around you don't you yeah and it's good to have the the difference as well so so yeah all right so Tinder do you have any more questions Mella do you have any more questions no I just want to Thank you, Examiles. Oh. <laughs> All the advice, I will definitely take it on. I really appreciate it. Oh, girl. All right. Thank you for well, coming. Well, we just want to say thank you, Mela, for joining us, for being our very first guest. This will go down in history. <laughs> I know, right? I'm and we just want to wish you all the very best in your future endeavors. The future looks very bright for you, my girl. Um, and guys, go out and check out Mella's masks. Yes, honey. All right, then. So, guys, it's been about an hour. And some. And some, as usual. But is there any other key pieces of advice, Tindai, that you think that, you know, we should kind of finish this podcast off with? Oh, gosh. That you feel like, because I think we've done, 
you know, our creator, our heavenly creator and loving yourself. We've done a lot about relationships today. We've talked about skills and talent. So those were the three topics that I had. Is there anything that you feel like? No, those are the ones that I had. Finances, support groups or friendship groups and relationships. All right, so we good. And I think Mela brought some other contrasting questions. I would like to actually ask about education, about being yeah. a wife and balancing career and things like that. So, and you know what, guys? Hands up. I know you can't see me, but my hands are up. I did not check the questions. I have not prepped her. So I'm really happy that we were able to have that open conversation. I won't be beating her after, guys, because I'm proud of what she said. Um, <laughs> There'll be no shade um, on me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we just want to encourage everyone to continue to listen to our podcast and share and things. Thank you so much for those of you who have been um, subscribing and just giving us support wherever you are. We appreciate you. Can I ask a favour, guys? So wherever you listen, so we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes. Can you just give us a review, please? Somebody, anybody? Give us some stars. Let us know how you generally feel. If there's any topics that you feel like we could, um, you know, bring up anything you'd like, like us to discuss or any questions you want to ask us based on what you've heard. Or any guests, any, any other guest like ideas that you have. We're getting all, as you guys know, I'm a bit of a techie, so we are currently doing this by Skype, so I don't have to be with the person. We can Skype them and have that conversation with them and things like that. We do have some guests in mind that we want to talk to. I guess we need to start emailing her Tinder and asking these people if they want to podcast with us. So it's a a new step for us. We're in our double figures, so we're going to start stepping outside of our comfort zone and things like that. But yeah, um. I got the stats and we have had 200 downloads today. So I'm quite happy with that. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to everyone that's joined us newly on Instagram. I noticed I got a little gripe, though, to be fair. Somebody keeps on joining us and then unfollowing and following because it keeps going 84, 85, 84. If you don't want to follow us, just don't. We ain't begging you. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> I check that Because it's just silly. You're just getting on my nerves now, whoever it is. So yeah. But you know, yeah. like, subscribe, follow, all of that. But if you don't want to, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's all right. We're gonna, you know. Right, good afternoon, good evening, good night, guys. So wherever you are, whatever time or place in the world you're listening in. Yes. So yeah. And let's try this one more time, Tinder. We are. I on. can't remember it, so you do <laughs> I'll it. say it. So you do the intro, I'll do the outro. So we are on um iTunes, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. You can join in now, Tinder. Check, Check us out. out. <laughs> Have a great afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is. Yeah. Bye. Bye.